The Hundred Marathon Club by Darren Smith. To quote the late, great Leonard Nimoy, I may not be, I may not be the fastest, I may not be the tallest or the strongest, I may not be the best or the brightest, but the one thing I can do better than anyone else, and that is to be me. After all, I am a nondescript, unattractive, chunky little man, all short legs and slightly overweight. Still, I was steaming along on the 100 Marathon Club quest with number 25, Liverpool, 20th of May 2018. Penny Lane is in my ears and in my heart. And to be honest, it was for a good few city blocks after turning around at the DJ who was blaring it out on permanent loop. I was in Liverpool for the Rock and Roll Marathon weekend with a good crowd, buoyed by the year going so well and enjoying my running for once. I'd run the Rock and Roll Liverpool half three years earlier before completing Edinburgh and Dublin and Liverpool as the trifecta of European rock and roll races. And I love the atmosphere. The rock and roll franchise is worldwide and has a strong music theme. And being Liverpool, home of some of the greatest bands of all time, Dalek, I Love You, Stealing Sheep, Carcass, Ladytron, and the big daddy of them all, yes, Atomic Kitten, we would be spoiled by having a band or a soloist every mile. In 2015, I had with Stevie Mac, Charlie Brown and Samwise Baxter enjoyed a messy, drunkard weekend of drinking at the pump house, buttless chaps and the premiership trophy, as well as a pretty decent weekend running. The class of 2018, however, had it planned differently. Rather than turning up sometime on the Saturday, most of us appeared Friday and convened for drinks from the off. The plan was to run the 5k on the Saturday, get the wristband at the expo and free t-shirt, drink the rest of the day, and then Sunday we either ran the half or the full, depending on which one you were signed up for, before drinking until home time. And that is pretty much what we did. It was the year of the last royal wedding, or the last one we cared about, and I ran the 5k the day before with Jen, who was running with a Meghan mask whilst I was running wearing a Prince Harry mask, and that I'd somehow taken off just as the Liverpool Echo photographer took our picture. Still, we managed to get a massive uh, royal wedding themed medal for the 5k, a 5k I should hasten to add, that was so huge that they were still starting the later corrals when we finished 30 minutes later. The next day, the marathon started at 10, which is great, especially if you've already got a hangover. Much like the other races, the marathon starts by the Liverpool Exhibition Centre that is part of an expanse of museums and a pedestrian space by the Albert Docks. We were a little concerned that we would be there 
forever, given how long the 5k final waves took to start, and that we had the, the half uh, before us, and it was already delayed by 10 minutes. But we needn't have worried. 10 more minutes max, and Corral 4, my Corral, was on its way. And much like the 5k the day before, we ran along the docks over cobbles, before a quick turn toward the Museum of Liverpool, and the Beatles experience, and the Mersey Ferry Building. This included grinding to a standstill as people stopped to get their photos taken with the statues of the Fab Four that's next to the museum. Back up and into town and you run past the Cavern Club and a statue of Scylla, surprise, surprise, and a few hills appeared. But we knew about them, though, having studied, <laughs> studied is the word, the, uh, the elevation profile. Parliament Street, then Upper Parliament Street, and then the Everton Valley. It was here we had our first there and back, albeit a there and back with a loop of Goodison Park. I'd met Matt Bowman the day before and chatted Bolton Hospice and running in the sun, and we called to each other as we passed on opposite sides of the street. Goodison was a godsend. It was baking hot already, although only 23 degrees apparently, but it felt much hotter. Far cooler though than Vienna and St Ictids. But it felt worse and the organisers did very well to shorten the gaps between water stops to just four kilometres. Goodison as I said, was a godsend. It is a much smaller stadium surrounded by streets of terraced houses that are quite narrow, and it was completely in the shade. So I'm not going to make a joke about the Everton area of Liverpool being shady. But it was. And I slowed to enjoy the cool temperatures, knowing the next part of the race was a big old slog up hills and through parks, exposed to the sun. It was here, in the shade, that I saw Kevin Briggs and we shook hands as we enjoyed the coolness for a while. It was one of those races where you see so many people you know and you hope that everyone is doing okay. JK came bombing by next. He was in the corral behind me, although, to be fair, they were not policed all that much, and, but we still don't tend to push forward in the waves. It's not something we advocate, and so he stayed in Pen 5 and caught up with me on the there and back that then led into Stanley Park and looped around a fishing lake. To be fair, I don't know that it was actually a fishing lake. I mean, there were a few locals around there uh, wearing tracksuits and fishing, uh, you aren't supposed to eat the swans in London parks, but uh, a bunch of Romanians had uh, killed and eaten some recently, so all bets are off whether an angling licence is needed. I also remember the Ace Rimmer episode of Red Dwarf, where they talk about going fishing, and Lister talks about canal fishing as a kid in Liverpool, but there, there was no fish, and so they went condom fishing, and that he once caught a two-pound black-ribbed nobbler. From the uphills of the park, we reached Anfield, 
our much larger stadium that we started circling. I noticed the photos of the legendary players in the car park, thinking that it would be a loop and then out. But then we were diverted into the stadium, in the cool of the catacombs level below the, uh, below the pitch. Some stopped to take photos. I looked out and we were actually behind the goal at the cop end before we ran out and by the Hillsborough Memorial where runners read the names, touched the memorial and looked at the flowers and cards left. It was quite touching. From there we were out again and into the park, a, a downhill and I was starting to feel a bit sick from all the water that I'd drunk to keep myself cool. I had stopped eating before and during marathons at the time and all I had with me were three mint creams which I would take at 20, 30 and 35 kilometres. I tried a chocolate gel at one point and had a few swigs of Lucozade but it was mostly water and anyway I wasn't feeling too hot and so took a salt sachet. Well that's a bit of a tongue twister, salt sachet, salt sachet, salt sachet. Short sachet. It's a short sachet, Miss Moneypenny. Um, anyway, uh, and thanks to Jenny Morris for that one. Take one, she said. No, I said, I will be fine. Take one, she said. Okay, I said. Um, I then saw Jenny as the route turned more residential again, on a very long there and back. Penny Lane is just around the corner, she said. And she was right. It was just around the corner. I then saw Samwise Baxter, um, who I'd run the Rock and Roll Liverpool half with uh, back in 2015, and he was in the zone. Um, I saw Marty Ewers as well, and three members of the 100 Marathon Club, and would play the overtaking game with them for the rest of the race. But not until I hit this DJ on Penny Lane, who was playing the song, as I said, over and over again. From Penny Lane we ran down and onto a busy road. The roads were only part closed and so there was a lenient uh, headphones policy in place. Three lanes with either one or two open to traffic. If you ran on the outside it was a little bit hairy at times. Then we were along and down an underpass and I saw ice pole wrappers on the floor. Some guy, this wonderful citizen, this Samaritan was handing them out. And I would have killed for one of them, but I was on a mission. I was only a few miles out from the finish and my splits were actually getting faster the more I got into the race. And I was playing the overtaking game, as I said, with Marty Ewers and... Uh, and his buddies as I coveted their 100 marathon club vests. Deciding what I would want to have on the back of mine, would it be my name and a flag? When I eventually get there, maybe I'd have Runner's Knees or Darren or Darren Smith, and I guess I must have the EU flag, right? The kilometres ticked over. Lucas Aid now taken. Then we were out and heading towards the Mersey. We had run a long way along the water too with the sun baking us. And I did come out of it with some spectacular sunburn from my vest. As I was running along toward the finish, 
I was thinking that the others were probably way ahead and had already finished and I half expected to see them on the finish straight. But then I got a second wind. I overtook Marty and the 100 Marathon Club guys for the last time and I went for it. My knee, in my head at least, was starting to get a little bit crunchy, but I had a head of steam. I was running, I was sprinting, out of the out off of the water, and it was all very familiar now. This was also the finish of the half from 2015. On the right, the Willy Wiper, yes, yes, you can enjoy that one, the Willy Wiper factory appeared, and it always raises a giggle. And then you are back and around the same route as the end of the 5k from the day before, over a few speed bumps and onto the waterfront for the last time. The drinking crowd were cheering at the start of the finish straight, and then it was Linford Christie time. I sprinted toward the finish, bombing past most of those around me and coming over the line, quite surprisingly a minute behind the nippy JK and three minutes behind Jenny but I was just in time to photobomb her finish line selfie. And dare I say it was comfortable? Not easy, but easier than normal? I think so. I was starting to believe in myself. And so 100 Marathon Club number 25 was done. A quarter of the way there and the sixth of the year a month ahead of schedule for 2018. 25 in 31 months, and I was high from this journey. Sure, there were ups and downs, poor races, good races, muddy races, DNFs, DNSs. But ultimately, everything is achievable. 25 done, 75 to go. To quote the legend that is Willie Nelson, I just can't wait to get on the road again. And the next up, a double marathon at the Race to the Tower. <laughs>